Uh, can you hear the beeping in my apartment? What beeping? Okay, cool. Great. Because <laughs> uh, there's this beeping in the background, which means that I want you to do most of the talking today for sure, because this beeping's really annoying. So I guess we ha- we have to we have to figure out exactly how we're going to do this intro, eh? It's just Lexi and Al. It's Al uh, Lando and Lexi. Lando and Lexi. <laughs> yeah, it's just Lando and Lexi. I don't know. How do you how do you want to do it? Okay. Oh, I have no idea. How about let's just let's just keep it simple. We don't need like a huge fancy intro. Let's just say, "Hey, I'm Lando and I'm Lexi, and this is our podcast. Let's start talking. We're going to get into your van, but first I want to talk about Star, the Star show." All right. If you're an adult and you liked My Little Pony or Avatar The Last Airbender or some other show that's probably geared towards children, you might like this show. So it's called Star uh, versus the Forces of Evil. And it's just kind of weird and quirky. And so first you meet a girl and her parents give her a magical wand because she has to learn how to use it if she's going to rule the kingdom. Oh, she's a princess. Um, but her magic is kind of interesting. So she, her parents send her to Earth. She goes live, lives with this family, makes best friends with their son, who is her age. And they... Um, She's like, oh, you know what would make this day a whole lot better? Puppies. And then she just magically made puppies appear. Super cute puppies. But they shot lasers, lasers out of their eyes. What? So this is, this literally is pretty much the whole show. She'll like do something, but it's not, it's not what you expect to happen. So, like, in one scene in the first episode, she creates a rainbow and it lights on fire. And so it's just, like, completely random. And they have, um, they have what they call princess jail. So that's where if you're a princess and you're, like, a troublemaker, you go there. And they basically beat out... Okay, well, they don't beat you, but they, like... They brainwash you not to be an individual. And yeah, and so it's just kind of like interesting and weird. And it's like there's other dimensions and stuff. And so they travel all over these dimensions all the time. And it's just sometimes it's really hard to follow because it's like, hold on, wait, what what, what just happened? It's just like super quirky and all over the place. Yeah. Pretty much. So I'm actually just about done. I'm halfway through season four. And um, they recently brought back a character who um, I, I don't really want to spoil any of it. Yeah, please don't. I'm, I'm curious. What are some of the, like, the themes and ideas? Like what's the story they're telling? What's the message they're trying to get at? Um, I find a lot of it is basically being like yourself and like be an individual um no matter how weird you may be um just do it and so I find that's that's 
the general theme overall in the whole show, like, continuously. Um, But it also deals with, like, friendship and stuff. And it's just... I mainly watch it because it's just, like, a weird, quirky show. Right, right. It's just fun and kind of goofy. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have I'll have to check it out. I'll watch some of it this week and uh and tell you what I kind of what I think about it. Yeah. I mean, it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I mean, you didn't like Host Club when I was watching it and now you here you are and you've rewatched it quite a few times, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I wouldn't say that I didn't like it. I just thought it was weird because I only saw like half an episode and I was like okay yeah whatever Lando like whatever you're into was it the mushroom episode because I remember I showed you guys that one (laughs) um yes yeah 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 (laughs) yeah it was when the first scene I saw was when he he she says she says stop growing mushrooms in other people's closets and I was like what I'm like what is he even talking about what's going on um but no then then when i actually sat down and watched the show it's really funny and uh, i got one of my roommates into it as well um yeah so that's actually that's actually a really really good show uh speaking of tv shows i actually just finished uh what's that show called you know the one parks and rec yeah i just finished parks and rec that one's really good Mom mom said that they're almost done and that it kind of went a little downhill. Really? Yeah. I don't know where you're at in this show. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done. Oh, I've only seen like the first half of the first season. No, you got to like move past the first season for sure. Like I think with any show, the first season's usually... Oh, I love the first season. Okay, well, it gets better after the first season. I love basically anything that Ron Swanson says is like great. Um, I'm kind of, yeah, I, I wonder where mom and Daryl are at um, to, for them to say that, you know, that they don't feel like it's as good as it used to be or whatever. Um, but I really enjoy it. I was chatting with some of my classmates about it today. Um, and then let's see. Oh, what? There was a quote I wanted to share from Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He says, he says, I don't believe in luck. Luck is something made up by weak people to uh, blame their failures on or something. And uh, I just think, like, it's kind of true, you know. Um, maybe, well, actually, I think I think luck is a thing in as much as... Like, sometimes things just happen, you know? Sometimes people's agency, like, other people's decisions work out really well in your favor. You know, if you don't get the job, it might not be because you weren't a great candidate or because you weren't qualified or anything. You could be the perfect candidate. But it just so happens that uh, you interviewed before lunch and the person who got the job interviewed after lunch, right? Which meant that the interviewer had a full belly and felt better about things right um and therefore went with the other candidate sometimes that's just how it happens yeah and well when um i finally talked to 
Tom about them laying me off like he made it very clear like oh we're not laying you off because of any like performance issues or anything it's because we're laying off all the part-timers and so I was like you know what that's totally okay like I was kind of I was really frustrated with some of the customers that were coming in because it's like okay we have a lot of people out sick we like we're trying to do the best we can and like with the virus and everything like stuff's changing so sometimes like we didn't have a whole lot of time to kind of deal properly with this customer and so I was kind of getting really annoyed because I'm like I'm like it was literally out of my hands I was like I can't do anything about your issue but this customer was still harassing me and so I was getting really frustrated and stuff and so it was actually really nice that um I was called and I was told that I'm laid off I'm like okay awesome well literally the week after Smashburger had asked me how many hours I can work and so now I'm getting I want to say that I'm getting 30 because I'm scheduled for 30 but I'm gonna be getting close to 40 hours this week which is awesome because I'm a manager at Smashburger so I get paid more than minimum wage and so I'm like okay awesome I get full-time hours as so I'm still making money, which is great. Like in a, in a time where a lot of people are out of work and stuff, I feel really like blessed that everything kind of worked out in kind of my favor. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what? Really like a lot of it is just luck. Like who could have predicted that this was happening? I know there are a lot of people who are, you know, point to all these random sources saying that this was predicted and stuff but stuff like this happens and it's not it's not always a pandemic it's not always a global issue sometimes stuff just happens um you could be walking down the street one day and then get hit by a car like that changes your whole life sometimes stuff just happens there are certain things that there's no way to prepare for it I think all you can do is be a responsible human being, be a nice human being, treat others with respect, try and live your best life, and and hope that things turn out in your favor. That's really all you can do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's... Um, I went to Walmart um, the other day because, I don't know, I was craving pancakes all last week. Well, I made some pancakes. I ate one and a half of the four that I made. Um, and I didn't finish eating all of them. So I just have pancakes that now need to be thrown out because, well, I had to run to work and didn't put them away. My fault. Um, nor normally, I wouldn't do that, but I was like running late. And so I was like, ah, I need to leave. Anyways. So I went to Walmart to go get some stuff to make pancakes, which actually the pancake recipe that I found online completely from scratch, it's actually really, really good. I quite enjoyed my pancakes and I'm not, I'm not a pancake person. So that's saying something like I don't, I don't overly like eating pancakes. 
can you send me the uh, the recipe and I'll put it in the in the show notes if it's if it's that good just send me a link to the recipe you found if you still have it oh yeah for sure yeah oh yeah I saved it on my phone um yeah so I went to Walmart and I was really surprised they had a lot of stuff in stock because everybody was like what was it two weeks ago panic buying or something um, and they had, Walmart literally was out of everything. Now, Walmart, you know how Dollarama has a whole ton of stock on top of their shelves? Well, that's Walmart right now. Walmart has a whole ton of stock on top of their shelves. So they, like, I think with everybody panic buying, I think they overordered a lot of stuff and now they just have it out on top of the shelves ready in case they need to quickly restock it just in case people like panic buy again which I kind of hope that it's over (laughs) um but they have toilet paper um so I actually put my last roll of toilet paper on earlier this week and so yes uh earlier last week I guess yesterday when I went to Walmart, I didn't have enough hands to get any toilet paper. So I was like, okay, well, Walmart's probably going to have some tomorrow. Like, I'll be okay. Because they had a ton out. Like, a lot. And and then I went today and they had like six packages of toilet paper left. I was like, oof. Yeah, so I was able, I was able to get some. And I'm like, yay, now I don't have to panic and, like, stress about trying to find toilet paper. Like, I didn't panic by anything, but, like, I actually needed toilet paper. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's why they're telling people, like, hey, you know, buy what you need for the next two weeks and let other people have it. Um, so here's here's a great toilet paper story. So I, th- I think I told you this um, in the family group chat. But when, when I went, so, oh, I guess, okay, we haven't recorded an episode since I've been back in Rexburg, so I'm going to back up a little bit. Um, so, rewind. Um, so, last Friday, like, last, last Friday, I don't know when this episode's going to come out. I'll probably edit it this weekend and actually get it out at a decent time. But Friday the somethingth of March, let me, let me look it up, because you know, this is kind of going to date things a little bit. So the 20th, the 20th of March, I was originally supposed to drive back to Idaho on like the 10th of April. But then on the 20th of March, I'm sitting there watching the news and I'm putting up the latest uh, Dear Subject or the People of Home podcast. Um, And so I'm getting up the latest podcast episode and uh, and then I I realized like oh the border's closing tonight. Well, I pay for an apartment in Rexburg, Idaho. Um, if anybody wants to come and find me, I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, so I'm like I pay for this apartment, and I've already signed the contract for the next semester. So I like I need to go. I I have to go and and live. In, in the place that I pay for. Otherwise, I mean, if I stay home, I live with Granty, which is great, but I don't have, I don't have like a kitchen and I don't have like, um, 
like my space. I don't have my desk. I don't have my closet, right? There's something special about having your own space, really, right? Um, yeah, and, and so I think I, I was like, hey, well, I want to go back down. And if the border closes, like, I don't know if I'll be able to get back down because it's essential travel only. And so I, I called the border and I said, hey, so um, with, with the changes coming tonight, with the changes coming tonight, am I going to be able to cross the border? Will I be considered essential travel? Because I'm going to be working on campus. I'm going to be uh, paying for my apartment down here. And yeah, school is all remote, but my school is here too, right? And so I'm thinking, you know, in my mind, that could be considered essential travel, but it's not that essential, right? And who knows what would be coming next, right? They might tighten the border more, especially since things, uh, there are way more cases per capita in the U.S. than there are in Canada. So I'm, I, I'm like, well, I'm just going to leave. Like, I'm going to go. And so I talked to the border and I, I said, hey, would I be able to get across? And they said, well, we don't know. We haven't really been given any information. Fantastic, right? So I say, I say, okay, but if I come today, if I come before those new rules are instituted, uh, can I get across? And they, they said, yeah, it's business as usual until 10 p.m. tonight. And I said, okay, great. So I drove home, packed up all of my things, and left. Like, just like that, in the space of, you know, one hour. I went home back to Grantees, packed up all of my things, and left back to Rexburg. I got back to Idaho at, th- or back to Rexburg at three in the morning. Um, Spencer and Haley were nice enough to give me their door code so that I could get in, and they had a nice mattress set up for me. They even left chocolate on the pillow in the living room for me. Um, yeah, it was actually amazing, and uh, and it was just like such a huge help that I had a place to come and sleep. Um, and then I slept at some other friend's place, um, Susan and Gary's. And then after that, I came, I came on Monday to, to my apartment. Um, so I totally forget where I was going with this. Oh yeah. Toilet paper. Right. So then I'm back at my apartment in Idaho. Things are great. Right. Um, and, and so I go to my storage unit where I keep all of, all of my non-essential things uh, while I'm away. And I go in and, uh, to, to take all of my things out and start moving into my apartment. And at the top of the pile, I took a picture of this and there will be a link in the show notes. At the top of the pile is the most beautiful thing I have ever seen in my whole life. Just toilet paper sitting right there on top of this pile. And, uh, and I just like, I was so happy. I was like, I don't have to worry about this. Like for me, this thing of toilet paper that was left in there, like it'll easy, easy last me like two months if it's just me using it, right? Like easily. Um, and so now, uh, now I have all the toilet paper I need and I don't have to worry about it. Then I went to the grocery store. They had a decent amount of pasta, like it wasn't all cleared out. So I got some pasta. Um, I got some uh, some burritos. 
and stuff. And I haven't left my apartment in eight days. Um, but it's been kind of nice because I, I just hang out at home and I work from home and don't have to go anywhere. So I guess it kind of saves me time. But it's been kind of interesting doing the self-isolation thing. Um, and yeah, and I honestly, like I'm trying to do my part to take myself out of the equation, right? Like it's not going to be my fault that somebody's grandma dies, right? Yeah, and and that's the thing. Like I'm, I would honestly, as much as I love getting all the hours at work and making money in this time, I would rather be home. Like I would rather be home working on schoolwork, on other stuff at my house than working because even though we are doing takeout only I'm still getting contact with quite a few people in a day depending on where I am like if I'm in the like if I'm working the front I'm talking to all of the drivers who come in and pick up I'm talking to all of the customers who come in and order so I'm getting I'm I I'm getting quite a bit of contact and that's the thing when I give people their food I like hold out and I lean out to give it to them and they do the same thing because they're trying to keep like that that distance as well and so I I really appreciate it that I really appreciate that people are doing that because because it it means that they're aware and that they're also trying to be safe yeah and I I think you know Props to anybody who is doing something, who's trying, you know, in whatever way that they can. Obviously, there are some people who, you know, like you can't work at Smashburger from home, right? There are still lots of people who have to go into work and who have to leave their home. And, you know, just take whatever precaution that you can um, to make sure that we slow the spread. Because ultimately, yeah, a lot of people are going to get infected, but if we can hold it off, if we can slow it down to the point where, okay, you know, now we know how to treat it. We have enough, uh, enough, um, beds at the hospital to take care of these people who need that treatment. Um, just really be considerate and aware, uh, that, yeah, okay. Maybe you think that you won't be the one that it'll affect, but I know, I know somebody who, whose grandpa did die um, from COVID-19 and, and it sucks. Like that's, that's just one extra person who, who died that didn't have to, if, if people really remove themselves. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the thing that you got to think about as well. Cause when we had dinner at Auntie Barb's, I showed up first and she told me, hey, just so you know, like they've locked down grandma's building, like nobody was allowed to visit her or any other residents. Well, I'm so grateful. As far as I know, everybody in her building still healthy and doing well. But the old folks home, like three blocks away from work, they've had two deaths because of COVID-19 and they have about 15 people in that home that have it that have been that are positive for having it and so I'm like I'm just 
stunned I'm like oh wow like that's that sucks for everybody who has family in that building and like for me it's really close to my work so like I'm I'm in the area um every day pretty much and so it's just who like I don't even know if somebody had had contact with somebody there or anything like I don't I have no idea right yeah and that's that's the thing like a lot of people don't know I mean we we say you know x number of people have it but that's the confirmed cases we don't know how many people are carriers right and uh yeah we just really have to be aware and just be respectful and patient with people because we're all dealing with this man like this is something everybody's got to put up with yeah and i mean panicking being rude to people it's not gonna help no no um but speaking of actually not speaking of anything let's just change the topic from (laughs) from this uh (laughs) let's let's talk about your van life tell tell me uh tell me about the new plans the new developments that you've kind of thought of Okay, okay. I feel I feel like every episode we talk about my van, but I mean, it's totally fine because I have one. I mean, it's a big deal. Like it's cool, right? I'm I'm really excited. I'm um I'm really looking forward to it. Uh the lady uh the lady upstairs, she um uh she told me not to do it at this time because she's like oh well with COVID-19 and all like you shouldn't do it I'm like oh no I'll be fine like I'm gonna stay away from people like yeah you'll literally be more isolated yeah and that's the thing and then like after that she told me that her family was sick all like the week before I was like awesome I'm basically breathing in the same air as you guys like great (laughs) anyways um so so yeah I'm I've been watching like a whole ton of videos and I'm kind of learning a whole lot more because there is stuff that I want to do to my van to uh, upgrade it a little bit because my van was it it looks like a really rushed DIY job and some other people's vans that you look at on YouTube are also all DIY jobs, but they're amazing. So, like, some of these people have backgrounds in carpentry or um, electro- electrics. What is that? Now I'm blanking. Um, they're electricians or plumbers. Like, there's there's a whole range of people who are just, like, handy people who have built their own vans. And so while watching this, I'm trying to educate myself and trying to figure out, oh, okay, if I like living in my van this summer that much, I want to keep doing it. Um, so I want to, so I'm thinking about the future, um, kind of planning ahead to see how much it will cost me in the long run to kind of do my own van and to have everything that I want in it. Um, Depending on 
if I like it or not. Because, I mean, I want to be prepared. If I do like it and it is something that I want to continue doing and, like, pursue doing and do it full time, I want to do it right the first time. Now, I'm not saying that the people who have built multiple vans and, like, built their first one and then bought another one, built it, moved into that one, sold the old one are wrong in doing so. Like, they're totally not. Like, they... They did stuff that they thought they would like and then they really decided that they didn't actually either like it all that much or need it all that much. And so like for them, they have kind of learned from their mistakes. I'm like, okay, that's awesome. For me, I would like to do the best I can the first time around. Um, Whether that is um, buying a brand new van or buying a used van. I mean, I just bought a used van, so, I mean, I'm already in that boat. I already have van number one, except I didn't, I didn't customize it. It was already finished for me. Um. Yeah, but, I mean, you can make customizations to it, too, if you want. Like, you will make it your own. Oh, yeah. No, definitely. I will be fixing, I will be doing customizations to it because the plumbing is kind of all over the place and I don't know which hose goes where and which hose is actually needed. So, it kind of looked like somebody was just guessing and just put hoses places. Um, and then the electrical is kind of all over the place as well. And nothing's, nothing's like tied down nicely and nothing's organized. So, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a mess, but I'm hoping to have most of it fixed within the next month and a half before I move into my van. But yeah, like in my research, I'm realizing like how this can add up quickly. Um, so There's some people who are like, oh yeah, I converted my van for a thousand dollars. There's one YouTuber that I just came across and he converted, he did, a, he did a, like a rundown of how much he spent on his van. He said he spent like $40,000 buying his van, but he also has one of the more expensive, um, he has a Mercedes Sprinter. And those, those vans, yeah, and they're expensive as well, right? So he got he got more of one of the higher end vans. So I'm kind of looking at the cheaper ones, which are the Ford Transit and the Ram Promaster. And so those are the two that I'm kind of considering because they're cheaper and I can't really afford a Mercedes. And from everybody who has a Mercedes Sprinter, they they say that the um, cost to get um, any mechanical work done is very expensive. And I I already own an expensive car and I don't want to go through that again. I would rather have a good vehicle that will run but is cheaper to fix. So like that's kind of like my thing in it because I already have a, a car that costs me an arm and a leg every single time something goes wrong. So, I mean, it's kind of nice that I've saved money to be able to afford repairs on it, 
but I just I don't want all my savings to go to repairing a vehicle right no no that sucks like uh and I think I mean that's why you start with this one and then down the line you know if if it's something that you really enjoy then down the line you make upgrades and you make changes and stuff and if it really becomes that big of a passion for you and something that you really enjoy that much then yeah like go and um go and make those changes and spend that money on it right um yeah and that's that's the thing like i um i don't plan on getting rid of my van after this summer like i don't I think I will enjoy it enough to keep it and do it again next summer. Yeah, which I think would be amazing. I I think that would be so cool if it just becomes like a regular thing that uh, that you go out and, and do. Um, yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like my van right now, it has no installation or anything in it. So it's basically just a tin can. So... And with us living, like with, I mean, I guess me living so far north, it's not ideal in the winter to be living in a tin can. Yeah, yeah, no, it's totally not something you want to do in the winter unless you became like a snowbird and you just crossed the border and drove to Arizona for the winter and then drove back, you know. Which actually I've I've kind of thought about doing that. And I'm like, oh, that would be like super cool if I actually like... It just kept living like just quit my job or well take like a leave from my job don't even like not even try to get a job in my field and just go and spend all winter in a nicer climate I've actually I've actually thought about like doing that which I think would be super cool and you totally could do um you know like I mean so when you go and become an educational assistant, right? That's a pretty decent job and you can work that and then you have summers off anyways, don't you? Yeah. And so, you know, go out and do that. And then, you know, maybe after, you know, maybe every five years or something, you just take a year off and just leave, right? Yeah. And that's the thing. Like, um, if I do want to do this full time, like a lot of people do, I would have to outfit the van to be able to keep me warm in the winters. Right. Um, so I've done I've done like a lot of kind of research in that area on how to like keep the van warm in the winter and um, any everything that I could do um, to keep it warm. Which is awesome. Um, which. Again, this one YouTuber that I came across, um, he, in one of his videos, said that he has heated floors. And, which, it totally is awesome. Like, heated floors in a van? That's amazing. And so, I'm like, that's awesome. Like, I wouldn't be able to do exactly what he has because his is, like, top of the line, really fancy kind of heated floors. But, like, I would be able to do something similar to it. But it would only keep really, like, my... F I would assume really just my floors heated, depending on how high I have them. But then that would use more power, right? 
Yeah, I think like outfitting your van like that would be really cool. Obviously super expensive. Um, but I mean, if it's something that you're going to continue with, like do it, man. That would be amazing. Um, and I ca- like, you know, at the end of the summer, you might decide that you totally hated the van life thing, but you might decide that you really liked it. And I really hope that you really like it. One, because then you really liked it and that would be great. But two, because then I would get to see your van like change and develop into newer and cooler things as you as you add on new things. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm really hoping that I like it because I'm so like pumped up to do it. Um like I'm just I'm just super excited to kind of get into this different journey in my life, you know. I've been living in the same place for the last 3 years and as great as the people are upstairs, I I if I feel like it's time to leave. Yeah, I mean there's always a point to move on. Like it has it has nothing Yeah, like it has nothing to do with the people who live upstairs. It has nothing to do with my landlords. Like they're all great people. I just I just think it's time for me to make a change in my life. And that and if you would have asked me 4 years ago, if I if this is something I would have done, I would have said, no way, Jose, you're crazy. Yeah, you would have said, no way, cr- Jose, my brother Alex is crazy because that's something he's about to do. Yeah, and it, it, like, and that and that's the thing. Like, I thought, okay, well, I'll just like live at home until like I get married or whatever. Like, I really didn't have any plans on moving out at all until dad was like, oh, well, uh, we want you to move out, so you got a month. Let's go. And um, and I was, like, really scared. I was like, oh, my gosh, like, where am I going to find a place in a month? Like, I was I was panicking, really. Um, but but now I'm, like, I'm I'm ready to keep my life moving. Like, I I want to be on the move. I miss going camping I miss going on vacations like I mean the last vacation I had was last year when Jerrica had her baby and like in between in between that time and like before and after um I didn't really go anywhere I remember before I moved into this place I went on a cruise but that was like my first vacation that I had done in forever. So it's like I want to get out there and I want to experience life more again. I want to I I want to kind of reconnect with the world. I I think this will be a really great way for you to grow and and develop. Um and I'm excited to I'm excited to see how it goes. I think you're going to love it. Um, and if not, I think you're going to have a great learning and growing experience. Through this, I just learned more about myself, right? Like that, well, I guess it just wasn't for me kind of thing. Like if it, um, if it does end up not being for me, then like, at least I know, right? 
I think you're going to grow a lot from it. Um, and also, um, kind of as, as our last topic, I want to make a plug for something. So, uh, Bryce, my little brother, our little brother and I are doing a podcast. Um, we're, uh, doing another podcast, uh, called the old goal of truth. And on this show, we're going to be talking about, um, just talk, talking about philosophy. It's basically going to be um, a book club where each each season we're going to be studying a different book. Um, usually we're going to be looking at the things from uh, the great books of the Western world is kind of the list that we're sort of going off of. Um, but we're also, we're also going to add in more things because we want to you know, take in as much wisdom as we can, uh, basically in an effort to use philosophy as, uh, as self-improvement. And we're doing that in a podcast. The first episode, um, is going to be up kind of the introductory episode is going to be up April 12th. Um, so yeah, we're super excited to, to get that going. Um, but in the, in the meantime, um, yeah, actually, Alandra, you should, you should join with us. You should just like read along with us. We're going to be discussing the books and stuff and Reddit, um, before each episode, like in the week leading up to each episode, cause we're going to take it chapter by chapter. I think it's going to be a really cool, uh, kind of exploration of self-improvement through philosophy and we're going to be trying to also apply each week how how we can actually uh, use these ideas in our own lives to actually make an impact rather than just kind of, you know, being like, oh, well, that was cool. Like, neat thought, right? We want it to actually make an impact in our lives. Um, but with that... I guess we will wrap up. Thanks for listening to Lando. And Lexi. We hope you have a great day. And a Merry Christmas. Mer- Merry Christmas. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, let's just screw with you guys on what timeline it is. It is Christmas, not Easter. Definitely not Easter. Mecco.